1: Dr. Darrow is a medical doctor, board-certified in physical medicine and rehabilitation. He teaches about the use of prolotherapy, PRP, and stem cells. Today's program could open up a new life without pain for you. Now, here's Dr. Darrow with his co-host, Nita Balance.
2: Welcome. Do you want to avoid surgery? Are you suffering with joint or muscle pain? Do you have arthritis, dull aches? stiff joints and can't figure out why? Do you feel like you're slowing down and can't walk, run, or play sports the way you used to? Welcome to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. I'm your host, Nita Valens, and I'm asking you to stay with us while Dr. Darrow answers these questions and so much more today when you call the program at 866-870-5752. We're a resource for information and education about the orthopedic musculoskeletal system of the body. And if you call right now, you'll get a free copy of Dr. Darrow's latest book called Regenerate, Don't Operate. That number again is 866-870-5752. And let's welcome Dr. Darrow. Hi there.
3: Hello, Nita. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm living it up. It couldn't be better than this, could it? Um, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, maybe a teeny bit. I think we can always strive to get better and that's striving
3: what... is what the human consciousness loves.
2: And that's why you started this program twenty plus years ago to help people strive to be pain free, right?
3: Yeah, it's been a great run, and I hope to keep it going another 20 years at least, and I hope you're with me too.
2: I am. We're going to start our 13th year together next month.
3: Congratulations, Nita. You're a trooper.
2: Thank you. So are you, and you're the creator of all this. So let's start letting you answer some of these questions that people have about what regenerative medicine is all about.
3: I would love to do that, and there's a few ways I could do that. The way I actually like to do it is just start with some questions and then weave in what regenerative medicine is all about using <clears throat> PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma, which we take from the blood, or taking a bone marrow, which has platelets and stem cells. So it's a, a better-than-double treatment. Really, there's a lot of good things in there. So let me see if I can find some questions on my computer right here. I've got a whole list of them that have came in since last week. So I'll start off at the top. Ooh, this is a good one. So a person writes in, I have chronic pain in my right angle after a surgery in 2016 to remove all of the cartilage and scar tissue that was intertwined in a non-malignant tumor. We call that a benign tumor. It's not cancer. These things do grow on us, and they don't kill us, but they can certainly get in the way of our movement and uh, what we can do. The person says, I'm extremely interested in your stem cell treatments instead of ankle fusion. Any more information will be appreciated. Thank you very much. So it's a good question to get started with. So um, the first thing I do when someone comes in is I examine their body. And everyone who listens to the show knows more than the doctors know about this issue, which is you can't diagnose based on an image. I do like to get MRIs and CT scans and x-rays when they're needed, but they don't tell me really what to do because they have false readings for many reasons. And this is something that's a brain twister for many people. They come in and they've been to a bunch of surgeons. They show, um, show me on their MRI what the problem is. And a lot of it is what we call bone on bone, which means there's no cartilage between the bones. And that needs a joint replacement. But if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that that's not necessarily true. I have people come in every single day that have bone-on-bone bone and their joint is fine. Now How can that be? They have bone-on-bone. Bone-on-bone is an anachronism in a sense for I need to cut you. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending how you look at it, most of these surgeries in the musculoskeletal system do not to be need, need to be done. So if you have an MRI that shows a meniscal tear in your knee, or an MCL tear in your knee, or rotator cuff tear, supraspinatus is the most common. That does not mean you need surgery. And all you guys who know me know that I have had a shoulder surgery when I was in medical school that really screwed up my shoulder. And that's why I joined this path to save people from surgery by injecting. It's very simple. You just walk in the office we draw your blood or we draw your bone marrow. And if it's a knee, we have to spin it in the centrifuge to get rid of the red cells because they can really irritate the synovium, which is the lining of the joint capsule. And they can make a knee blow up if you put red cells in them and cause what we call an effusion. That just means there's fluid in the knee. Now, every knee has a drop of good lubricating fluid so the, the cartilage on each bone can slide easily. But if you have a whole bunch of fluid in there, which means there's irritation, then we want to get rid of that, and we do that at the same time as we uh, do the treatments. So it's simple. You walk into the office. I look with my ultrasound, if it's a knee joint, shoulder joint, hip joint, and if there's fluid there, I take that out literally at the same time that I'm putting in the cells that will heal and regrow the cartilage or whatever tissue it is that we're looking to help. Now, I do this by way of uh, using my hands, touching areas and, um, you know, feeling where the pain is and then moving the body around and seeing what elicits the pain. I like to, again, I like to have images But I don't guide myself or my treatment based on them. And as you folks know who listen to me, the reason is because when we do studies on people that have zero pain, that means we say anybody in this room have any pain, they raise their hands and we put them in the study and then we do an image. Nita, what do we find?
2: Well, we find whatever we find, but it doesn't mean there's pain.
3: We find meniscal tears, rotator cuff tears. We find labral tears. We find all of these things that people and doctors and surgeons associate with pain. But here is this patient going, I don't have any pain. Stay away from me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want a surgery. I feel good. And we get callers all the time who say, yeah, that happened to me. I had, um, you know, an injury of some sort, or I didn't have an injury, just overuse, and um, uh, an MRI was done, they find these terrible things and they say to operate, I never had the operation, I'm just better without anything, <clears throat> so we have to be very careful not to jump to the knife, and I always say this, I love surgeons, they do the hardest work in medicine, Okay? That's dicey work. Unfortunately, they hurt a lot of people and not on purpose. It's just that surgeries don't always work. And it comes into my office every day with people who go, I had a surgery and it failed. Why did it fail? Because it never should have been done in the first place. Well, it didn't need to be done. And very often you can see something like an ACL. That's the anterior cruciate ligament that holds the knee together, and it looks torn on an MRI. But then when the surgeon goes in to operate and either try to stitch it together or put in a cadaver ligament or part of their hamstring or their patellar tendon, they go in, take a look, and they're they're actually very surprised, and they go, I don't get it. That ACL looks good. It wasn't the problem. It was the MRI that was the problem. So I'm going to ask you guys to call in so I have a human to talk to. I know there's a lot of humans listening. The phone number, if you want to jot it down, is 866-870-5752. I want to talk to you right now. I'll repeat the number while you're grabbing your pen. If you're driving, try to pull off to the side of the road or get off of your Bluetooth so we can hear you better the phone number to call me right now and talk to me right now. You get a good curbside counsel, 866-870-5752. And I love hearing from you. It's fun talking to people. Try to stump me if you can. I know a lot, but there's a lot of things I don't know. And sometimes my callers teach me something. A lot of times my patients come in and teach me something I've never heard of before. Um, I had a guy come in yesterday, he's a chiropractor buddy of mine, and um, I had worked on his wrist a couple of times, but he never rested it, he went back to using his hands, uh, you know, thrusting movements with his wrist, and um, I saw a brace on I go, what's that brace for, it's a weird looking brace, he goes, I'm getting a surgery, and I go, you gotta be kidding me man, he goes, yeah, I'm getting a surgery for an impactment impactment syndrome. I go, what's an impactment syndrome? You know, which bones are being impacted? And he said, the radius and then the um, carpal bones. And I said, you as a chiropractor are getting a surgery. I said, how long will you have to be off of work? He goes, probably about uh, six to eight weeks. And I said, when I injected you, you didn't wait one day to heal. And now you're going to take off six to eight weeks. You never gave it a chance. So these things that people think make no sense to me. The thing that makes sense to me in medicine is do the most conservative thing and then let it rest and let it heal. You can't do regenerative medicine with platelets and stem cells and go back to your sport or whatever activity it is the next day and expect to feel better. I am sorry. I'm not the guy that created the healing response in the human body or animal bodies. It's the same thing. And there are a lot of, um, veterinarians that are starting to do this work now. So God bless you guys. Our little pets need it just as much and they shouldn't have the surgeries either. So my dog, uh, Dakota, which you guys used to hear about a lot used to run with me every day. And, um, We did an ACL reconstruction on his back leg, and he can barely walk now. So he hasn't been able to run for quite a long time since this was done. And he howls when I take out uh, Bella, who is our female husky, and I take her running, and Dakota's not allowed to go. And he doesn't like that at all, but there's not much he can do about it, and that's, that's my own fault. I never should have done that ACL reconstruction on him. You know, he was getting along fine on three legs. He was running and doing everything else. You know how dogs are. Um, anyway, anyway, give us a call at the studio, 866-870-5752. Brian, I'm going to take your call. You have shoulder issues. And Brian, this is Dr. Mark Darrow. I do regenerative medicine using platelets and stem cells from the bone marrow. Hi, good
4: morning. Uh, Brian here, Long Beach, California. Thank you for taking my call. I'm having a hard time hearing you at the moment.
3: Are you on a Bluetooth or a speakerphone or something like that?
4: I'm on a Bluetooth in my car. There we go. I just turned it up a little bit. We're good now.
3: Okay, thank (laughs) you.
4: So I wanted to tell you about my shoulder. I had shoulder surgery uh, last December 20th. I basically had some bone shir- uh, spurs on my collarbone. They shortened up my collarbone. Hey. He does some arthritic uh, stuff in there. I had a partial tear, but nothing that was repairable. According to the surgeon, it wasn't that bad. And uh, went through physical therapy. I think I did a pretty good job at following directions, even though I don't like following directions. Um, so fast forward to now, um, I feel like I was getting better. And I don't know if I've had a re-injury or, or what, and I've been considering going back to the surgeon this past week to have him take a look at it and see what to do next because I've been having pain for about the past month. So okay. I'm listening to your show. I'm looking for suggestions.
3: Well, I have a lot of suggestions. Number one, make sure that you keep your full range of motion. Can you lift your arm all the way up in the air? Yes, I can. Good. And that's the most important thing. If we can keep the range of motion on the shoulder uh, complete and I use I show people how to do with a golf club. They, if you mentioned that it's your which shoulder, your right or your left, I'm sorry. My left Okay, it's your left shoulder. So you would hold the club head of a golf club in your left hand with your palm up and keep your elbows straight yeah. and then with your right hand you would hold the grip. Of the golf club, this could be done with a broom or a pole or anything. But golf clubs are a great way to do, and you can pick one up at a a junk store, you know, for five bucks. Um, Even though golf clubs cost, you know, like 150 bucks a piece these days, you can get an old beat-up one. It doesn't have to be usable for golf. Um, And then you just slowly stretch that arm forward. That's called flexion, and get to the end point where it starts to hurt. And hold it there for about two minutes. Then slowly bring it down and push it to the side and get it up as high as you can. And then hold it. You don't want to overstretch it. You want to get into that place where the pain kind of feels good. And then you hold it there for a couple minutes. And then you do what's that's called okay. ab, abduction, A-B-D-U-C-T-I-O-N. And then you take your right hand and push backwards. So the arm goes into extension that's behind you. And you do those three movements and you do it a couple of times a day and you will save your shoulder. A lot of people come in what we call with what we call adhesive capsulitis. That's where the shoulder ah. is frozen. Never get a surgery for that because those come back again. Sometimes they do, Manipulation under anesthesia, where they put you to sleep, and then they break loose the adhesions in the joint capsule, and that. And sometimes an arm will break during that procedure. Don't ever do that. I don't know why surgeons. I've also, I've
4: also heard of, uh, uh, for lack of a better definition, hydrotherapy. Um, you know, as I was investigating before I did the surgery, where they inject a fluid into the joint. To uh, loosen up the shoulder and I I believe there was uh, um, stem cells uh, in order to help regenerate Um, but I do not have uh, frozen shoulder but um, with the stem cell therapy in your opinion be a possibility for me
3: absolutely and the place I would think about initially and I do certain motions of getting your arm over your head and stretching it over your head to see if we can um, loosen up the acromioclavicular joint. That's the AC joint. And that probably is a real issue for you after you had your collarbone shortened. I would never advise anybody to do that surgery. I'm not saying the surgeons are right or wrong. It's just I've never had to, have to send someone to a surgeon to do that. We heal people by just injecting Um, You know, the stem cells or platelets or both into that teeny little joint. I do it under ultrasound guidance so I can see that joint. And it's a pretty miraculous healing that takes place. I've had a lot of guys like you come in over the years that already had the surgery. And I've gotten them better, too. I can't promise anybody anything. And um, when people come in, they read my consent form. And it says in real big letters, there's no guarantees in medicine, there's never a guarantee, except if you're going to cut a leg off, you know it's gone. You know, so yeah. we, there's no guarantees. Well, uh, and I had I had a woman come in yesterday. She read my consent, and she said, I don't really want to sign that because it has all these potential things in there, and all you're doing is injecting my elbow. She said, you can't hit my lung. I go, no, I can't because it's your elbow. And I said, this is a general consent, and... You're going to have to sign it if I inject you. And she said, why? And I said, because stuff happens when you go into a doctor's office, and I want you to know where it is. Now, those consent forms don't stop me from getting sued, okay? The juries don't like them anyway. I do it because I want patients to know ahead of time that when they walk into a doctor's office, Stuff can happen. The word I'm thinking of is a different four-letter word that starts with S, but I'll say stuff. Okay?
4: (laughs) Got it. And and just for clarification, for me, when I say they shorten my collarbone, I had bone spurs there that they...
3: Oh, big uh, deal. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same thing. In 1994, I was a senior in medical school. And my shoulder was hurting from a weightlifting injury. And um, my surgeon cut off the, um, what we call an ossicle or hypertrophy of that joint, the bone. Mine was into the supraspinatus. And it looked terrible on an MRI. And he said, I want to shave that off. I go, great, go do it. And my arm was useless after that. It filled up like a balloon with fluid. And I had a high fever. I was terrified. It wasn't, and my arm was, was really pretty useless for a few years until I learned about regenerative medicine. And it's a great story. I tell it on every show because it's so weird. My wife was watching TV, laying in bed. I jump in the bed with her, and I pull out a syringe, and she starts, uh, what's the word I can use, Nita? Swearing at me. Yeah, there you go. Like, what the are you doing? And I said, I'm just trying this out. It worked on my wrist, which healed up. And so I injected my shoulder. And this was after years of misery. I woke up in the morning completely pain-free with full range of motion. And that lasted me 12 years until I re-injured it again. Now, albeit, that said, the first time I took one series of pokes... The second time it took me two series and then there was a third time I injured myself even worse and that took a few months of injection. So it taught me a lesson which is you never know how many treatments regenerative medicine is going to take and if you see advertisements or a doctor says it will take one treatment I would run out the door because that's a hustle. It might but it might not. A lot of people heal overnight or after a few weeks with one treatment, but a lot of people don't. We don't have a Ouija board. I tell people that. You remember what a Ouija board was when we were kids? Yeah, <laughs> Yes, I do. And we don't have a crystal ball. You know, We don't know what's going to happen to a patient no matter what we do. We can just tell the patient, you know, I've done 10,000 of these procedures. It's worked out in 80% of the cases, 20% it didn't work. And typically the reason these procedures that I do don't work is because the person starts activity too soon and doesn't give it a chance to heal. Or they're taking things like ibuprofen, which blocks the regrowth of new tissue, which this stuff creates. Or they didn't have enough treatments. Or the doctor didn't use an ultrasound and put the needle in the wrong place. Or I'm going to put it in a category of bad doctors or bad nurses, not that they're bad people. They just don't have the experience. And we find this mostly when chiropractors are hustling their patients to make stem cells, and they get a cut of the action, and they bring in a nurse for the day or a doctor for the day who really doesn't know what they're doing. And this is giving Mm -hmm. my profession a terrible name. The FDA is clamping down on everybody because of the chiropractors. And again... I love chiropractors. I had a chiropractor for a partner for 10 years. He was the most amazing healer on the planet. But when a chiropractor oversteps his bounds and gets into hustling for stem cells and platelets, they shouldn't be in business anymore. And that's not a statement against chiropractors. It's a statement against people that want to make too much money when they don't deserve it. And that can be anybody. There are people that own these clinics that aren't doctors either. So you got to be careful who you go to. I tell my patients, any doctor you want to go see, before you go in, find out how many procedures they did today, how many did they do yesterday, how many did they do last month. You don't want a Johnny-come-lately working on you.
4: I understand. What's the... Uh... What's a typical recovery time if you're injecting, um, um, doing a, a injection of a regenerative therapy? What's the typical recovery time?
3: I love that question because I get asked it all day long. There's no recovery time. <laughs> Hang with us, and I'll okay. tell you what that means.
2: Okay, you're listening to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. Grab a pen or a pencil, write down this important information coming your way. I'm your host, Nita Valens, and we'll be right back.